Well, it's Tuesday. That means it's time for travel with our regular expert, Monghorn McGann. Last week, we were wandering around uh, Galway looking for slugs. Uh, heaven knows where we're going this week, but I do know we're going international. We are. Where yep. are we going? We're going to Asia. We're going to Laos, basically what a lot of people call Laos, L-A-O-S. Now, this is a long history back to Nixon kind of bombing mm-hmm. and all that sort of yeah, stuff yeah. And, and LBJ and the Vietnam War. So where is it now all these years later? So, like, as you say, it's it's a bit like um, Malta, like a tiny little country that, was, that had so much aggression directed at it and didn't deserve it. They say it is the most bombed country in the world, particularly per head of, cap- uh, of population. And this is mainly, as you said, because they were right next to Vietnam and the communists were using it. Russia and influences and communists were using it as a base. And America decided this was the, but the easiest place to put a stop to the communist uh, rising in the 60s and right up until the mid-70s. So they just bombed the bejesus out of poor Laos. So the first thing, it, it, you know, it's fine to call it Laos. It's spelt L-A-O-S. But in the country itself, they don't use that S. So we won't, we'll try not to be using it. But just we remember, it is always spelt with the S. Um, it's this long-forgotten backwater in Southeast Asia. It's like a, a tiny little country. But the beauty about it is it has such a range of what you most associate with, with Southeast Asia. So pristine forests, some rare... Um, still elephants, still wild elephants, although more and more rarer all the time. Uh, they, it used to be called Land of a Million Elephants. It was the empire since the uh, the 14th century of a million empire of elephants. And as I said, there's now tragic to see um, the, the the destruction of the elephant. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in Sri Lanka now, and and I went to an elephant sanctuary. You know, and it's really these wonderful animals. You know, um, tell me about this. Getting there mm. is that true? Tricky. Uh, no, again, as we know, the whole world has changed thanks to all these Eastern airlines that are now uh, sort of Emirates and Etihad. But I wouldn't, it'd be Thai airlines now that I'd use from Dublin to Vientiane, which is the capital. Uh, clearly, it's not direct, but it'll cost 840 euros, which is fine. But you could probably get there by Emirates. You as would, well, exactly. Probably. exactly yeah, you yeah. go to Dubai and then you pick up a connection. Yeah, you see, Bangkok is just south of it. So, you know, any, and it's so easy to get to Bangkok by, as you say, Emirates, by Etihad, by any of those. Um, and then it's just a hop from Bangkok up to Vientiane. Yeah, because I went to an Emirates and went to Bangkok mm-hmm. en route to Hong Kong for for the sevens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and the, so if you go Emirates, you go to Bangkok, and then you could get a train if you had enough time. Just get a train up to Vientiane. Um, okay. Yeah, but that's a different. That's now a different there's holiday. no danger of getting our uh, 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 crown jewel shot off or anything in Laos, is there? Uh, there sort of is. So you mean un- <laughs> unexplored, uh, unexploded ordnance? There's yeah. quite a lot of that left. Yeah. Not in the tourist areas, unfortunately. I mean, thank God. But uh, there's still a lot of it. And one of the main sort of tourist sites in Laung Prabang, the the sort of the second capital, the second main city, is uh, is a visit to the um, the. The the, the 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 charity which is creating um, sort of either wheelchairs or then um, artificial limbs for people who have right. had their limbs because the devastation of the of the land, the landmines was exactly. awful and it's still continuing unfortunately so Cope is the cooperative orth, or orthotic and prosthetic enterprise which is really interesting it's part it's a tourist site okay because the gift shop and the craft shop is part of the patient's rehabilitation experience. So they get fitted with, an, ortho, with, a, with a, an orthotic or a prosthetic and then they spend a while in this area and the more they can encounter with tourists or with anyone else to realise that it's not a thing of shame. They can get used to it. So people so talk highly of that. All right. I know I don't want to interrupt your flow, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested in the food here. Will I enjoy the food? 
like if you like sort of that traditional Southeast Asian food, if Which you like do, sticky rice exactly and the, the tropical like lemongrass and, and different flavours, then you will. I mean, like, um, it is a landlocked country, so you're not going for great sea fish here. But the thing is, it, the rivers, are the, I mean, we, the Mekong River, the rivers we associate with this place, it is this wild, it's this huge windy rivers and all of the tourist destinations are all about uh, set on, on the rivers. So Vientiane was the capital, as I said. It's now a sleepy, quiet, inc- incredibly safe feeling. So if you're coming from Bangkok and you have the chaos of Bangkok, suddenly Vientiane, with its old Indo-Chinese, um, Indo, yeah, Indo-Chinese and French uh, style I was going to say, what about the French influence? Yeah, so lovely. This is all France, really. Exactly, exactly. So lovely. Still, still a strong hint of French cuisine uh, in their cooking. And in the architecture, these lovely French... Uh, French Southeast Asian, the same sort of buildings and bungalows and villas you see in Cambodia as well. Um, but this was, like in the 1960s, Vientiane was the heart of the hippie trail. It, was, it had the largest uh, opium dens in the world. And so everyone travelling to, um, to India would have stepped off for a while and then to, to Afghanistan. Just smoke some stuff. Exactly. Until then, as you said, along came the Vietnam War and it was carpet bombed by the USA, leaving it in utter devastation. And only the forests and the land and the rice paddy fields you know, are only now, or in the last sort of 15 years, are coming back to full form again. Um, so Lao Prabang is, Long Prabang is further north. It's on this spit of land pointing out into the Mekong River uh, in the northern mountains. And this was where the royal family, the royal family of, of Lao, rules from the 14th century on. So you can imagine there are exquisite Buddhist temples here. There's royal palaces. There's French colonial buildings. There are great um, uh, horses and carts were not, you know, carved with wooden snakes and nagas, the, the snake ga- deities. This this area is a, it's an area. It's a Buddhist country, but it's a Buddhist animus country. So not only is it Buddhism, but there's a million gods in every river, in every tree, and so they they mix the two together. Yes. What about getting around? Uh, yeah, it's a large country. The roads kind aren't of great. Keen to kind of walk everywhere, but yeah. what about if we don't want to walk? Yeah, so like the the main the main area one goes as well as the cities. And as you said, I know you're not going to. I can't sell you on any temple, and I'm not trying to. I'm just saying if you're in those capitals, you might as well just go to one temple to see inside them. Otherwise, it's all these karst cave areas. Uh, so the what? So the the you have these rivers, okay? These slow moving rivers in in Lang Prabang. It's the Mekong meeting the Nam Khan River, and along over, sticking up from these rivers are these pointed limestone peaks creating like like those classic images from Asian uh, drawings and Asian, Asian paintings and um but between these areas, between these particular aesthetic areas, the roads aren't great at all. So it's either you're if you if you have two weeks, I mean you're not going to get around Lang Prabang and all the attractions of southern Lao in two week time. So it's about either flying on Lao Airlines Choosing two places, maybe Vientiane and maybe Laos, or then, or if you, or if you just want to hang out on the islands, you see, Lao tourism has changed entirely in the last three years. Everything changed in 2012 because what happened was up until then, the the sort of the main area was Vang Vieng, and this was it. It, beca- it became a terrible reputation worldwide because it became the new equivalent of dropouts of of backpackers when they wanted to have that sort of extreme. Um, uh, Dionysian holiday that we associate with Thailand, like the, 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 the sort of the beach, you know, the novel. Yeah. Um, they they moved to Vangtang where they'd hang out on the Nam Song River and basically drink Lao Lao. Lao Lao was the is the um, 
the, the whiskey, the rice whiskey, and they said it was cheaper than water. So it cost like it was about a, one pound for a litre. And every backpacker would stop off on their way to Australia, on their way to, to wherever, to China, would stop off here, just hang out on these tubes, on these inner tractor tubes, drinking laulau on the river, swinging, that have these enormous zip lines and these swings over the, over the river. And there was more and more people dying. So they threw them all out. Yeah, well, what happened? They, they realised that they were... Uh, there was a, it's this tiny little village. Vang Viang is this tiny, beautiful, stunning village looking straight like something out of an oriental silk painting, OK? Crouching on the Nam Sang R- Song River with these serene cliffs and around it like a tapestry of vivid green paddy fields, OK? And then these soaring black, twisted spires of limestone in, in the background. They're needle-sharp peaks. With all the guys hanging out. Drinking. Exactly, uh, you know, wearing either nude, either mooning or wearing bras. And Lao is a very traditional culture, okay? So for these, for the local people, this was an affront. It was a, yeah. it was an affront on their whole culture, but they realised they were getting 170,000 people through every year. So their whole future depended on it. And they were selling, and they still do sell these happy pizzas and magic shakes and tea, which is, you know, either laced with marijuana, with opium or, or, or mushrooms. So it was that dire, the worst element of rich Western people. So what brought. happened three well, years ago? Oh, what happened was the local people didn't want it. The government didn't want to trap down it. The um, the the world's collection of foreign ambassador of foreign diplomats came together. Foreign ministers said, "We are sick of having to rescue our people, of our embassies having to rescue our oh, dead of citizens." Course, yeah. And they put pressure on on the on, on the government, and they actually and the government then banned it in 2012. So what what are they going to do instead? Okay, their whole tourism has depended on this youth tourism. They have turned entirely towards ecotourism. And so during, into the year 2000, the Lao government was ahead of, was aware of this even 15 years ago. They decided that one of the keys to Millennium Development Goals, like Lao is still one of the poorest areas of, of um, Southeast Asia. Which it, is saying something. Exactly, yeah. So they decided one of the goals of the, of the Millennium Development uh, Goals was going to be community-based trekking, community-based tourism. And what they've done around Vang Vieng and, and areas further south is they have, inc- they have put into the forest, something Costa Rica did first, entire runways, entire tram lines of zip lines. So basically, you can now access the forest only through, the, I mean, entirely through the canopy by swinging from one platform. Like Tarzan? Yeah, some of them are 450 metres long, half a kilometre long of a zip bar going through. Well, well, no, just explain to me. What do you mean a zip bar? You hang them from the wire and you zip along. Exactly. Yeah, you can, you abseil down the front of waterfalls, uh, you know, down to, uh, so to, to some lower. You see, the, 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 these limestone mountains are in stepped, are steps, okay? So one of the classic ones is you'll walk up a sheer limestone you know, trail across the cliff. They're creating these things called the Via Ferratas, which were started first in the Dolomites in Italy. These are these Via Ferrata Iron Road, you know, from the Latin. And basically it's a system of um, pegs and handles put into the rock to allow anyone climb a sheer rock face. You know, you don't need to have rock climbing right. skills. But, but these are, dare I suggest, mm-hmm. jungle people's holidays. Uh, you, well, I mean, people, as you know now, up until their mid fifties, are willing to do do this. People definitely in the. Well, I'm forty six. This, this is. So am I young? I don't. I'm not. Well, I'm middle-aged. Well, there are people over fifty. You know, <laughs> I mean, you may dismiss them as yeah, possible. I know, but, yeah, but but what you're but what you're not aware of is. So I'm forty six. I would have been considered middle aged. I'm doing this now. I'd be doing this for another ten years. I presume, at least, God willing. All right. Okay. Yeah. So sell me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this doesn't look like a pace for. For George, <laughs> I don't care. I don't no, need to no, sell it to you. No, like, but, but the, God, this, this, like, it's really interesting. No one says something. Go on, here, go right? on. Yeah, my, my, my daughter and her husband. Yeah, 
went to Vietnam, for instance, mm-hmm. right, had an unbelievable holiday. Mm-hmm. His parents, mm-hmm. in, whatever they are, my in-laws, yeah. right, they went, had an unbelievable holiday, mm-hmm. and they are not. They're younger than us, but yeah. not young. So therefore, it seems to me you can go to Vietnam if you're interested in war. You yeah, can yeah. see all the tunnels. Mm-hmm. If you like food, you can see all the food. Exactly. Laos seems a much more underdeveloped tourist market. That's the only point I'm trying to make to you. I know, no, well, that's part of my fault because I've only been concentrating on one side of it. So first, as you said, as you so pointedly, wisely pointed out, beautiful French-era bungalows and villas, okay, in the heart of jungles. So... I'm pointing, I'm focusing on the 10 euro a night hostels, which are also in the middle of jungles and with surrounded like with, with, with banana palms and uh, with banana trees and palms. But you can just as easy stay in a beautiful bungalow and beautiful, you know, 100 euro a night. Bro. Exactly. Okay. Eating the best of local food and you will be brought from one area to another. You know, you do not need to hike to these areas. So both are there. And it's sort of even, even in, in Vang Viang. So right at the heart of Vang Viang is, is, you know, as I said, which was this Dionysian capital, which is now turning towards uh, green tourism is the main street isn't the road it's an airstrip it's Lima Site 6 from the whole area when the USA took over this country in, in well in cahoots with the, the Lao royal family and between 1964 and 1973 uh, it, the, 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 this, was, this was one of this runway right in the heart of the street was one of the heart of the clandestine bombing campaign so they say that um this was when it earned the, earned the reputation of the most bombed out country. But you can still, so all of the sites, like in Lang Prabang, the, the, the anti-aircraft mission cannons are still, are sort of guns on top of the, on top of this phenomenal, the, the monastic, the Buddhist shrine mountain in the centre of Lang Prabang is still, is, is still there. So there is, if you want to go for history, like one of the great places is the secret CIA town that was never on any map and it's only it's it was it's like it was it was a military zone until until recently you still can't go there and take photographs but you if you go in there you're going to be stopped by secret guards but you won't be you won't end up in prison anymore it's called long cheng and it was it was like basically the most secret place on earth in the 60s and 70s known as lima site 20a and this was where all these u.s fighter pilots used to go there dressed in civvies they never wanted to show that they were you know occupying this area so they would go around dressed as just backpackers and then hop into their bombers take off from this um airfield which was said during the 60s and 70s was the busiest runway in the world constantly just going up bombing coming back again um and it's, it's so it's, it's like it's it, there were 40,000 people there now it just looks like it's an empty wasteland and you think why would there ever have been a city it's in the middle of nowhere but it was just the ideal area for america to use okay there. but one of the things for instance yes. that worked very well in vietnam mm-hmm. for my in-laws worked very well for me when i went to sri lanka and so on mm. Because these are essentially cheaper holiday Mm -hmm. areas, right? The idea of getting a guide is a huge plus Mm -hmm. or driver. Agree? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a driver. I mean, the roads, you're not going to drive on these roads yourself. So therefore you will get a guy who's a driver who takes you around everywhere you want to go and and points a lot of things. I know there are people like you Mm -hmm. and and who who love doing their own thing. But someone like me and and my in-laws and even my son-in-law with Mm -hmm. this huge interest in the 60s and 70s Mm -hmm. and the war and all that – 
go there yeah. and, and love, but, but I think the idea of a guide is a huge plus. I do agree. And so a lot of, all of this is available in, in little tourist packages. You don't need to, so the main company that is bringing, that is responsible for trying to, you know, divert Lao away from the alcohol and fueled excess and towards green tourism is a company called Green Discovery, okay? And they have sites all over, uh, all over Lao. Down in the south, in, in sort of Champasak, they have this thing called the Jungle Hotel uh, pack song, okay? And what it requires, what it, what it involves is basically you are slowly over a, f- a few days, it costs about $440 um, dollars for, for, is it four nights? And uh, you slowly over, over, um, over, no, three nights, over four days and three nights, you slowly zip our, either while well, you climb different areas, you, get, you kayak first in the, up the river into the jungle, okay? Then you're climbing on one of these metal via, via ferratas up a, up a cliff. You're finally then zip wiring and you're ending up in a treehouse, which is your base for the night. There's a hotel built in the treehouses. Then in the morning, you're, you wake up and you're, you suddenly see, there's, I mean, they're said in some of these areas to be tigers and hornbills. You're, you're going to be very, have to be very lucky to, go, to get to find them. But um, there's also the huntsman spider, the largest spider in, in the world, uh, which is a foot wide. So the idea is, that's why you're staying in a, on top of a tree. You know, they're not, again, they're not going to be up there. But you're, you're brought your food all from the local community, all from the local tribes in the area. Um, and it's sort of, it's, you know, sticky rice with whatever meat, uh, marinated meat served in a banana leaf. So it's as, as indigenous, as pure as you can get. Go on. Two things. Yes. One, you mentioned spider. I thought the funnel web in a spider in Australia was the biggest, but we won't argue. Is he a foot wide, is he? Well, he's incredibly dangerous, yeah, I'll yeah. tell you that much. Uh, and then the second thing is that I stayed in the highest regency of all things, mm-hmm. um, near Brisbane, uh, and uh, near Noosa, in fact, right? And all the uh, rooms were in trees. And then you went back to the main hotel building, mm-hmm. which only was a reception and restaurant, didn't have any beds. All the rooms were dotted throughout this. Uh, did you uh, like it? I loved it. Oh. And then what you did was when you wanted to go down to the thing, a fella came along on a golf buggy if he couldn't walk and he brought you down. But it, but it was it was in Australia. Huh. Did you have and a the pot? highest regency and it was fantastic. Did you have a potty for night time or what? Ah, no, no. I mean, this is for fellas like me. Like, there's bathrooms and electric <laughs> light. And... <laughs> but some of the, like... but nevertheless, I really enjoyed that sense. Yeah. Of not being in your conventional hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing they're doing is like uh, encouraging people back towards the local culture. So one of the great things, shadow puppetry in this whole area of Southeast East Asia was, was one of the key things. And in, in this area of Champasak, which still has a sort of French influence, there's a, a French man has recreated one of the old shadow puppet theatres, which basically one night has shadow puppets and then the other has this, there was a classic silent movie done in 1924 called Chang. It filmed in Laos. They reshow this with a live orchestra. So both for the shadow puppetry and the other. And it's just, you're outside at night in the tropical heat. You're hearing all the sounds and you're, you're engaging in, a, in part of their culture that has remained untouched. The other thing, again, in Lao, in Lao Prabang, once you've seen all the sights, once you've enjoyed the, sort of the, the, sort of the, the fun, the thing to do is try and learn some of the skills. So this area, of course, it's all associated with batik making and bamboo weaving. And there's a great social ent- enterprise there called Okpok Tok, which is trying to just encourage people and um, sort of introduce local tourists to some of those traditions. So, because their idea is the more tourists get, to, get under the skin of the place, the less likely they are going to abuse it and just, you know, just come Absolutely. and drink and just come and play.
So the other, the only area we didn't touch on is right at the south. Okay, about six hours south of Yantin is Tahek, which is this known for it's, it's basically the Burren of Lao. It's the limestone area, and some of like if you're interested in climbing, then the main area is the Green Climbers Home. You know, the accommodation in these places costs about twenty dollars a night. If you have a tent, it's going to be three dollars a night. Um, and there's this basically it's cliff. Uh, you're, you're you're going through jungle, but you're climbing up cliffs, uh, getting higher into different realms of jungle. There's also motorbiking is big here, like that whole you know that whole remnant of the whole hippie trail where and oh, you still yeah. get the Israelis who are coming straight out and going off on these uh, on these very dangerous, but some beautiful mountain roads, looping roads through the limestone area. Um, or there's this, there's a, again, just like the burr in the caves, but the caves are in a whole other dimension. Like there's three-day kayak trips through caves in some of these areas. So as you say, it is, it's adve- it, like it's extreme enough adventure. Um, but you can make it easier. Yeah, exactly. You can just do a day of it and then hang out in, the, the great place for hanging out now is this 4,000 islands. It's basically just a, during the, during the wet season, the Mekong River rises and the whole thing is flooded. During the dry season, all of these 4,000 islands appear and the three ones that are really sort of focused on tourists, um, well, they, I mean, they vary from, from sort of time to time. But, uh, you know, you just hang out on the island. You this the classic Irrawaddy dolphins, the only sort of last remaining of the freshwater dolphins, or, or if you're lucky, or around in the area. And you're just relaxing. Great coffee bushes all around. So incredible coffee roaster places. Um, it's it's the whole idea. It's just it is the you know if Thailand is about being active and dynamic, Lao is asleep. It's a relax. Right. It's a friendly. It's a chilled out place. If it's asleep, I think it's good. It's uh, Lao. Uh, with Mongo McGann, Tuesday Travel. He'll be back at this time next week.